Goosebumps number 55, The Blob That Ate Everyone by R.L. Stein. He's no picky eater. Read it and scream. A famous horror writer. That's what Zachy Beecham wants to be. He's writing a story about a giant blob monster, a pink slimy creature who eats up an entire town. Then Zachy finds the typewriter in a burned down antique store. He takes it home and starts typing. But there's something really odd about that typewriter. Something really dangerous. Because now every scary word Zacky writes is starting to come true. Listener beware, you're in for a scare. Nice kids. They're gonna love Dark Falls. Number 55, still alive. T-B-T-A-E, the blob that ate Erewhon. You guys. The blob that ate Erewhon. Welcome to Welcome to Deadcast. I'm Matthew Scott Montgomery, and this is my brother, uh, Daniel Montgomery. It's so wonderful to have you here. I'm so hungry. I feel like eating everyone. Oh, the for blob s- that ate everyone. For some reason, I had it in my brain. I had it catalog to my brain that this is one of your favorites i don't know where you got that from yeah there was a point in this book where i said now this isn't one of daniel's favorites it's 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 not really but what i do like about it is um teach tim jacobus (laughs) tim jacobus this cover of the book is one of his top 10 all-time favorite goosebumps covers that's very true, and it's a glorious c- cover. Would you describe it for the listeners, please? Yes. Well, it's a polite city street, and there's a big, veiny, pinkish, orange, angry, um, drippy-mouthed blob creature that um, has a big, fat tongue that's rolling out towards you like a red carpet, and underneath his tongue or her tongue is a bunch of scrap metal. And um, that's it. What I think is interesting about this cover is the fact that this blob monster is like, it's almost like his or her head is like bulbous. And the top of his head is bigger and wider than the bottom half of his body. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. Like I I usually think of like a blob as like a, you know, gelatinous blob. That's like a mound that is like skinnier at the top and sort of flops, flobs down. Yeah. And this one has a big old flop top. Yes. I also think it's interesting if this blob is eating everyone, it's not really eating people. It's eating a polite pile of scrap metal. But even with it eating the scrap metal it's underneath his tongue in this picture which always confused me as a little chow it still confuses me um and the colors for this original cover are a um uh, a dusty last year's leftover um easter egg yellow and a uh, blue purple green blue purple green yeah well that's that's hard to imagine yep well, Google it, bitch. So, <laughs> there's also different covers from across the world. Like there's one from France that's actually pretty frightening. And this book was um, re-released in 2015. Um, and in, in that cover, the blob monster doesn't look dissimilar to this one, but it has angry red eyes. It has pink eye because it was... It was... Sick. It, yeah. <laughs> and it's purple. It's, isn't it more purple? Sure. I think it might be. Mm. What I was going to say a little while ago was that one of the things I kind of like about this book is that 
truly the blob monster doesn't really show up till pretty late in the book besides a very 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 early appearance that's true i think it comes in like with 12 pages to spare what what this book is spoiler alert what this spoiler alert what this book is really about is um a magic typewriter kind of Yes. And I think that idea is interesting and fun. Yeah. And I guess technically I think the blob monster idea is is fun, but... Yeah, I think it's an homage to something from the 50s or something, but I don't know shit about the 50s. So I think I there are things I like about this book and elements that I like, but it I, I can't say that it's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, isn't this one of the first books or the only one in the series we have where like the lead kid is like a writer or like he writes scary stories or Yes, I think that's probably right. We've had comic book aficionados and we've had people who love to tell scary stories so their little brothers or sisters just beg them to stop. But I think this is the first time we've had a writer in our midst. Yes, I think that's I think that's correct. Mm. And Arlstein has a little bit of fun with that. Yeah. So this book came out in May 1997. Mayday Play Day. And let's just jump on in. Yes. I can't wait to talk about Zacky. So it starts off with the our protagonist, Zacky, and with his best friend, Alex. Alex is a girl. I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but I'm going to say it's Irachi. She is, she has glasses. She has a pink face with round cheeks. And she's tall and blonde. She sounds like a doll. And she's talking, she's talking to Zaki. Zaki's last name is Beecham. But and- it's spelled B-E-A-U-C-H-A-M-P. Bochamp. Yeah, it should be, I feel like it should be Zaki Beauchamp. Oh yeah, that's true. Zaki Zaki Beauchamp. But he he specifically tells the reader, no, it's pronounced Beecham. Needlessly complicated. That stressed me out when I was a little kid. It stresses me out now. Cool. So Alex and Zaki are hanging out, and Alex is talking about how she used to believe in monsters, but now she's no better, and she's not a, she's not scared of monsters. And then Arlstein, as Zaki says, two seconds later, a monster attack. Oh, okay. Where are they? What are they doing? And vague, vague, vague. So then we get like, there's like three false starts to this book. Very, this has been like the first page. Then it's like, we don't know really know where they are, what's going on. Then it's kind of like a, I don't know where we go, but Zachy starts talking about how boring it is living in Norwood Village. Brandy Norwood. And how he and Alex like to collect things. And he says, you know, my, my name's Zachy and my best friend is Alex. And um, let me tell you about my name. And he said, I think I'm spending so much time explaining my name because when the blob monster attacked, I was so scared I forgot my own name. Oh, that explains why he's talking about his name so much. And then we jump somewhere else and ex- and Zachy explains that he and Alex were collecting purple worms specifically in the yard after yesterday's spring rain when a blob monster attacked. Yeah, they're like sifting through the grass trying to find worms but they don't want the brown ones they only want the purple ones when's the last time you saw a worm you know i saw one today what are you talking about but if you had asked me yesterday i i could not have given you an answer my whole thing was like i was about to say like are worms something you only see when you're a little kid because i haven't seen worms in so long no i saw i actually this is gonna sound like a lie but i saw a black bird pull a worm out of the ground and walk away with it today. No. No, I did. I really did. No. I felt bad for everyone involved. Yeah. So Zach, Zachy looks, Zachy and Alex look over and they see a blob monster. And this is how the blob monster is described. Mm-hmm. It is pink, wet, and looks like a giant human heart. So he's like your ex-boyfriend. Oh. Just kidding. Your ex-boyfriend didn't have a heart. <laughs> He's tall as a garage. We're, I'm just gonna. We're just. I'm just gonna say it's a he because it's not specified. Um, and so, uh, you know, like the the default is gotta be a he. Or we could just say it. It was tall as a garage, covered in thick purple veins that are tied together in a knot on top, and that makes me feel sick. 
Yes. The blob monster makes squishing noises and can't stop throbbing and has a big wet crack for a mouth. You said it. And two tiny black glowing eyes. Still girl, explain that to me. With a long purple shovel-like tongue oozing white slime. You said it. So they're like, oh no, this is the blob monster. We've got to run. We've got to run. But Zacky trips on nothing. And you guys, we get this sentence by itself. I landed hard, hard on, on my, my elbows, elbows and, and knees. knees. It's been a while. It's so good to be back. It feels so good to be here. Such sour breath and glowing dark eyes and egg salad sandwiches and a redhead little girl named Margot under the silvery moonlight wow it feels so good I I think I shrieked like a banshee when I read this I know I shared a secret smile across the room with no one because I was in a room alone when I read this and then uh, uh, the purple tongue shoots out of the wet crack and the long purple shovel shaped tongue that's oozing white slime yes pull Zacky in pull Zacky in but it turns Turns out, Zacky is just reading one of his scary stories. And the whole thing was a scary story he made up. He's reading it to Alex and his other best friend, Adam. Now, Adam is described as being big, red-cheeked, and chubby, like a bear with curly black hair. Cute. And they are at Adam's house. And even though, like, Alex and Adam and Zachy are best friends, Adam seems like kind of a nightmare and always makes fun of Zachy. Yeah, he, like, fulfills like, the annoying little brother. kind of bullies him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he's kind of a bully. Adam's like, that story is lame. Alex is like, I love it. And Adam says, stories never scare me. I never get scared by books or stories especially Especially stories stories about about dumb monsters monsters, which i think is absolutely hilarious reading that and they right as he says that a black shadow rushes into the room by their feet and they all screech and it turns out it was just adam's cat and adam's dad had stepped on the cat's tail in the other room so that's what sent adam's black cat shooting through their feet when a black cat crosses my path, so a woman in the moon. They decide to stay. Uh, Alex and um, Zachy stay at Adams for dinner, and on the walk home, I want you to stay. Alex and Zachy can hear the th- the rumble of thunder and the trickle of rainwaters because it's been thunderstorms all day, the day before and that all day That explains all those worms popping out of the ground. Well, that was just in a story. Oh, yeah, you're right. On their way back oh. to their homes, because um, Alex and Zachy live, ne- live next door to each other. They see um, the the antique store on the corner. You know the one. But it's totally destroyed. That funky old toy store. The roof has fallen in. The windows are shattered. The shingles and roof have been burned black. And a random woman who's standing on the street says that it was stuck by... It was struck by lightning. Shatter all the windows till it's all blown away. And it started a huge fire in the antique store and it totally got destroyed. And as uh, Zachy and Alex are walking by, a wind blows the front door open. And there was, like, caution tape over the door, but it rips the tape open and just begs them to come inside. You have to come inside. Do you promise? And there's a large yellow sign on the door that says, Danger, keep out. So Zachy says, We have to go in there. Wow, stranger danger. Danger Will Robinson. This, they go inside against um, Alex's better judgment. And the room is a complete, the, the room of the store, the store is a complete wet mess. Sounds like my last relationship. <laughs> There's a row of antique masks like that have fallen over. The hunted mask? There's a real, there's one, there's one out front of me with real gorilla hair. I'll give it to you for nothing. There's a burned tall wooden clock. Maybe, do you think it's a cuckoo? <laughs> and... Alex, oh, like, of these broken clocks. Alex, like, Zach, please, Zachy, please, let's leave. And Zachy goes, no, look, there's an old typewriter on a high shelf. Uh, I could use it to write scary stories on. And and Alex says, but what about your new c- computer and your new laser printer? And he's like, I know, but. As Zachy walks up to it and reaches for it, he feels a hard shock of pain. And then a crackle of a, of electricity shoots through him and uh arlstein says a bright blue flame shot around his body 
Yeah, and then um, just for a while, he feels weightless because um, he's trapped in a glowing blue wall Crash of world. Yeah, and then, then the bright blue fades to white and then to gray and then to black. Sure. So, like, all of my favorite colors. And he wakes up to Alex. I'm Al- kidding. Orange is my favorite. He wakes up to Alex and, and his whole body is humming and tingling like electricity. That's how I wake up, too. And Alex says, you must have been shocked. Maybe a wire is down or something. And then she says, you were inside a blue flame. Your whole body turned bright blue. Sounds like someone slipped him the shocker. <laughs> Zacky gets up, is like, huh, whatever, shakes it off, completely ignores it. Wait, what? That's so crazy. And then goes and just continues to grab the typewriter. And Alex is like, I'm worried that you were just shocked and your entire body turned bright blue. But you also shouldn't steal a typewriter. And then they hear the squish of shoes on the wet carpet and a sickly cough. Oh, no. I once kissed a sickly old witch. Alex and Zacky decide to quickly hide behind a tall display shelf because they're not alone. And he just leaves the typewriter on the floor and they see a flashlight sweeping over everything. And they see the, they see that it's a person holding the flashlight and it's an African-American woman. Wow. I think we only get like two or three of those in the entire series. Well, this one has very short dark hair and a long raincoat and is very pretty. Gorgeous. She asks, is Hattie... He points out that she's young and pretty. Yes, that's true. And she says, is anyone there? And the the flashlight stops on the typewriter for a second, then flashes on the display case um, behind which Alex and Zaki are hiding. And then the light turns off and the footsteps move, move away quickly and the front door bangs shut. And Alex is like, oh, cool. But she sneezes for a second. And when she sneezes, the woman pops out and screams, gotcha. I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. The woman grabs Zaki by the shoulder, pulls him up, says, What are you doing here? You shouldn't be here this late. Just talking about I thought that you'd appreciate. And she says, My name's Mrs. Carter. I'm the store owner. And they're like, uh, uh, sorry, we just snuck in for a quick peek and we got scared when we heard someone, so we heard. Um, I just realized that Mrs. Carter is Beyonce. Let me hear you say, Hey, Miss Carter. Say hey, Miss Carter. Give me some. Mrs. Carter, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to uh, spoil it, but Mrs. Carter does turn out to be Beyonce. Wow, Sean Carter, Beyonce Carter Knowles, Beyonce Knowles Carter, Mrs. Carter. And she says, y'all didn't touch anything, did you? And they said, only the typewriter. And Alex says, you, you see, Z- Zachy likes writing scary stories. She said, well, you could certainly write a scary story about this place. Uh-oh, uh-oh, And Zachy's like, uh-oh, uh-oh, um, oh, no, no. Hey, well, is the typewriter for sale? And Mrs. Carter's like, you can honestly just take it. And she says, and while you're at it, here's a fountain pen, too. It's, it's part of the going out of business sale. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, cool. Thank you, Miss Carter. Thank you for everything. Yeah, thank you. And then they leave. And Alex is like a little concerned. She said, wow, Mrs. Carter seemed really eager to get rid of that stuff. And I was like, no, she didn't. She seemed like she just was going through it, girl. Yeah. And so so they like, you know, um, Zachy carries the typewriter home and it's so heavy for his skinny little arms and the fountain pen. Arlstein points out, well, I guess Zachy points out, he said, little did I know that carrying home that typewriter would ruin my life. And presumably the life of everyone if the blob is, if the title is true and the blob's going to eat everyone. So Zachy gets home to his ranch style house mm-hmm. and his parents are there doing a crossword puzzle and Zachy points out they always end up fighting over the crossword puzzles. Oh man. I always love these like stupid tidbits that Arlstein throws in to like give the character some personality. So there's just like that fun little aside where it's like my parents are always fighting over crossword puzzles but I don't think either one of them can spell so they never get they never finish them or never get them right. When they're finally actually done they just argue and say we're never doing that again. But then I catch them doing a crossword puzzle the next day. And it's super cute, I think. I think the parent stuff is, like, kind of funny. Yeah. His dad helps him carry the typewriter's room. Um, And the mom's like, why do you need an old typewriter? No one uses typewriters anymore. You only see them in antique shops. And he says, I want to write scary stories on it. And dad says, well, what about your new computer? And what about your laser printer that we gave you? What does a laser printer mean? I don't know, but people keep bringing it up. I don't understand what that is. 
And he's like, yeah, I'll use it too, you know, for schoolwork and stuff. Mom kind of rolls her eyes and says, next Zachy will be writing with her feather quill and an inkwell. Mom, <laughs> Mrs. Beecher, Mrs. Beauchamp. Zachy also comments that he, he like sort of just doesn't, he leaves out major details about the typewriter, about I don't know where he got it and the fact that he broke into a dangerous antique store and got caught by Mrs. Carter. And he's like, I didn't want to tell my parents. My parents are the kind of people who get upset very easily. I mean, they start yelling and screaming over crossword puzzles. (laughs) So he goes back with them into the living room after dropping off his typewriter and... Um, and talks to them for a while and eventually goes back to his room and on his way back to his room he hears a crackling sound and Mm, crackling he's like what is that noise and he gasps when he gets into his room because when he gets back into his room he sees that the typewriter is surrounded by a bright blue glow Mm. and that it's um buzzing and sparks are flying off of it and it's crackling (laughs) and he's like mom dad there's something really tired and he yells for them, but when they get there, it's completely stopped and it's totally normal. Of course that would happen. Chapter 42. <laughs> Zaki's, they're like, Zaki, you have such a weird sense of humor. And he's like, should I touch it? Should I touch it? The next day at school, Zaki tells Alex that um, basically. It's, yeah, it's like a chapter break. He's like, should I touch it? My finger shakily pointed. I was going to touch it. I'm going to touch it. Here I go. And next chapter is like Alex saying, so what happened when you touched it? He was like, Nothing. And he's like, I want to rewrite that blob story on the typewriter, make it longer and scarier. And at the same time he's telling Alex this, Adam walks up with two girls, twins named Emmy and Annie. And basically they are, they just terrorize like yeah, Alex. A- Adam and- like officially stops being a friend at this point, And he just bullies Zachy for the rest of the book. I'd like to describe Emmy and Annie to the listeners. Please, please. Um, it's hard to see with this light. Aww. You can turn around and turn the light switch on. That's all right. I got it. It'd be a huge fluorescent glaring light. They both have curly red hair, lots of freckles, and lots of dimples. The only way to tell Emmy from Annie is to ask, which one are you? Well, I have some feelings about that. They tease him about believe. They're like, "Oh, you talk about monsters. You believe in monsters." Adam's like, "Hey, hey, hey! Anytime Zachy even opens his locker, he's afraid a monster's gonna pop out." And they run off, go. <laughs> and when Zachy opens his locker, something a monster leaps out at him. No, please. And Zachy sees a white flash, and then another white flash, and then something plops on his head, and he can feel its claws digging in his skinny little back. Oh no, the blob that ate everyone. I just like to point out, you mentioned his skinny arms. I m- I mentioned his skinny back just now. We never. Get Get a description of Zaki. Oh. So we don't know if they're skinny arms or skinny knees. Wow. I wonder if he has lots and lots of dimples and curly red hair. Then he feels that whatever the creature is uh, drop down the back of his shirt and he points out that its hot body slid down his skin, its claws prickled and pinched. And Adam reaches down Zaki's shirt and pulls it out. And, and guess what it is, you guys? It's my ex boyfriend. <laughs> No, it's a white mouse. He's been covered in white mice jumping out of his locker, and everyone dies laughing. And even Alex. And Alex like, no, it was pretty funny, Zachy. You should give him a Like, but you should really give him a break. Give Zachy a break. One day, Zachy's going to be a famous horror writer, you guys. So, like, stop teasing him. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, he's going to be famous, all right. Someday he's going to be a famous chicken. And Zachy's like, oh, man, I felt like a total jerk. I love I love that phrasing of total jerk. Yeah, it it's, seems like polite 50s speak. And he, and he says, I didn't uh, he tells Alex to go away. He said, I didn't want her around. I didn't want anyone anyone around. I felt like a total jerk. Why did I let little mice scare me like that? Why did I have to freak out in front of everyone because I'm a total jerk, I decided. <laughs> Drink. As everybody runs to class, Zachy shoves his book and his trapper keeper into his backpack. Amazing. And then guess who comes round the corner? It's Mr. Conklin. Mr. Conklin has a red, narrow face with big jug ears. Wow. And he's screaming, who let the mice out of the science lab? Who let the mice out? Mouse noise, mouse noise, mouse noise. And Alex is like, well, they they came out of Zachy's locker just now. And Mr. Conklin says, Zachy, you come with me right now. Zachy ends up having like a really terrible day at school. Alex comes over after dinner 
and it's like, I'm sorry about today. And Zaki's like, hey, guess what? Oh, I've written the monster, the blob monster. I, I, I almost said monster blob story. <laughs> monster blood. Um, written the blob monster story. And he's like, I wrote it with a pe- the pen. And now I want to type it out because that's how I do it. And Zach's mom is like visiting her neighbor, the neighbors or something. And I don't know. And the dad's like hanging around. And Zachy and Alex go to Zachy's room and start to type the story. But they, they'll never stop shrieking because the typewriter's gone. No, please. Beyonce gave that to me. And he, he and then his dad walks in with it and goes, oh, I, sorry. I just, I had it just, I just cleaned it. And I put a new ribbon in. Yeah, a nice bright red ribbon tied with a bow on top. No, it's it's an ink ribbon. I know that. So Zaki starts like, cool, let, let me start transcribing the story. It was a dark and stormy night. So as he types out, it was a dark and stormy night, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a huge storm starts. Heavy rain, thunder, and lightning striking, and all the lights go out. Zaki's super scared and we learn at this point truth be told, Zaki's actually scared of a lot of things. Like, his two biggest fears are basements and the dark. Wow, he is a total jerk. His dad comes in with candles like, oh, this storm came up fast and he's like, well, I'll let you get back to your story, but here's here are some candles. I'm gonna go call your mother and tell her to wait out the storm and I'm gonna go to the basement now to get a flashlight. Can you call someone when the power goes out? You know, I don't know with old phones if it was separate, you know? I, I don't know. Well, um, I think with a cell phone you can call someone during a storm. Yes, and so then Zachy sits down to keep typing the story. And the next sentence he types down is, The wind began to howl. And you guys, wouldn't you believe it? But the wind begins to howl. So loud, so high and shrill like a human wail. Rattling the window. Zachy is super scared. But he's shaking like a leaf, but it's like, I'm going to stay brave through the storm. And he types, Zach and Alex were alone in the dark house. But it begins to be, the candlelight is so dim that like, gosh, we really need more candlelight. Let's call for Zach's dad to see if he can bring his candles. But he doesn't respond. So they decide to search the entire house with their two candlesticks to find Zach's dad to get more candles. But he's nowhere to be found. He's disappeared. He done disappear. They even call down to the basement. Nothing. Oh, no. I don't understand what's happening. Why Why? Why would they be alone in a dark house after Zachy wrote, Zach and Alex are alone in a dark house? Alex, Alex says, he has to be here. Your dad has to be here. Why would he go out in the storm? And Zachy says, for ice cream. He really wanted some ice cream. Alex frowned. Your dad would go out in the storm to get a cup of ice cream? That's impossible. He said, you don't know my dad. (laughs) This whole ice cream thing in the rain is so funny to me. And Alex is like, wait a minute. What did you type? And they begin to put two and two together. And I mean, this is what I think is fun about this book is the typing and it becoming real. Like I think, and the storm, that's very cool and quirk, you know, like, ooh, spooky. And like, I think that's fun. And Alex is like, no, it's the truth. And Zachy absolutely doesn't believe her. She's like, no, let's test it. So they end up testing it. And the test sentence is, um, Zachy types, they heard a knock at the door. And then you guys, they hear a knock at the door. And Zachy's like, oh, well, we better go answer it. He gets up with the candlestick to go answer the door. But Alex is like, please don't open it. Please, I'll do anything if you don't open it. Please, don't you want... <laughs> and when Zachy, Zachy goes and he opens the door and it's a very tense moment. And oh my God, but no one's at the door. And Alex is like, wait a minute. I know that no one is there. That's because, because your ass didn't type that anyone is going to be at the door. Okay. Alex is like, no, one more test. And so he's like, type one more thing. So Zach types, fine. Drenched with rain, Adam stood on the front porch. And then nothing happens. And and then Alex says, oh, wait, nothing happens because, yeah, you didn't write that he knocks. And so Zachy's like, fine. So Zachy types it again, but this time has it with Adam knocking on the front door. And then you guys just then they hear a 
big old fat old knock. So they run to the door to see who it is. Guess what? It's soaking wet Adam, who can't remember why or how he showed up on the front porch. And Alex says, well, I know how and why, because Zachy made you come over with his magical typewriter. And Adam's like, what? What are you talking about? I know you want to pay me back for the mice, but there's no way I'm believing that dumb, dumb story. And Zachy's like, oh yeah? I'll prove it to your ass right now. Watch this, bitch. And he types, the storm stops suddenly. All was quiet. Too quiet. And then the storm stops, and it's very quiet. And Adam, like, is still isn't convinced. And Alex is like, oh. Zachy, can I speak to you a minute? Pulls Zachy out into the hallway and says, listen, there's going to be no convincing Adam. His mind is totally made up. Now let's go back into the room. And when they go back into the room, they see that Adam, while they've been gone for two minutes to talk about that, Adam has been typing on the typewriter and he giggles and runs off. No, please. And Zachy's like, oh man, Adam ruined my story. But Alex is like, girl, you should be more concerned about what he wrote. And they peep what he wrote on the typewriter. He wrote, The blob monster hid in Zacky's basement, waiting for fresh meat. Then they hear a thud, thud sound coming from the basement. That no. sounded like heavy foot theft. Please, I know it's the blob monster. I know he wants all of this fresh meat. So they go towards the basement, and the thud, thud continues louder and closer, louder and closer, until the basement door crashes open. Oh, no. And it turns thud, out thud it's, thud the, it's, it's the dad with a flashlight. Oh, wow. That really scared me. That scared me too much. I don't think I can finish this episode, Daniel. I'm too scared. Okay, I'll finish it. Okay, great. He, he says, yeah, I was down there flipping the breakers, but still no light. And Alex is like, uh, wh- why didn't you respond when we were calling you earlier? And he's like, oh, that's because I ran across the street to check on my wife for a second. That's because I ran across the street to check on my ice cream, bitch. And they said, they're like, did you hear or see anything when you were down there? And dad's like, no, are you okay? <laughs> and they're like, no, we're cool. He says, all right, cool. Well, I'm going to go call the electric company. And Zachy's like, oh, uh, Good thing there's nothing down there. Alex is like, um, we got to go check for ourselves. Check for the blob monster. We don't have a choice. And Zachy's like, I'm pretty sure we have, Alex says, we don't have a choice. We have to explore the super dark basement and we have to take off our clothes and do it now. So Zachy's like super scared, but he and Alex go down to the basement and they explore by candlelight. And Zachy's like slowly walking around. Alex is like, no, just come on. We're going to do it. And she like takes over the search and is looking around and she's there's the la- I guess there's a laundry room in the basement she's headed toward the laundry room when Zachy Zachy hears a steady wet slap on the wall and he's just oh my god the blob monster the glob the blob monster's here and they're like oh no the stairs are too far away if we run the monster will catch us and eat us oh no but they decide to make a run for it this book is almost over yep and as they run towards the stairs, the lights come on, and they see that it's not a blob monster, you but guys, it's actually a white garden glove slapping the wall under an open basement window. I knew it. I knew it all along. Lol. And the lights came on because, like, the power or something. And they were like, oh my gosh, it was all a coincidence. The whole thing was a coincidence. There's no magical typewriter. It's all a coincidence. Everything's great, and Alex goes home. What a crazy night. So that's Saturday. We have about two chapters left. And Zachy goes to the local meat market slash grocery store called Jack's to pick up some things for his mom. She's always having Zachy go out and get some fresh meat. And while he's there, he see like he's on the meat on the near the meat counter and sees like a what looks like a skinned cow just hanging from a chain like above the meats or something, and it starts to swing back and forth. And and the meat starts whispering, fresh meat, fresh meat, fresh meat, fresh meat, fresh, fresh meat. meat. And a low moan escapes Zaki's throat. Oh. And then from from around the cow pops out Adam, Annie, and Emmy, and they all start laughing. And they're like, "It was us. We were chanting fresh meat. Oh my gosh, we heard the story about the magical typewriter. Ha 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 ha. We got you, we got you, got you. We saw you walk into this meat store, so we snuck in ahead of you, hid behind this meat car." and started chanting fresh meat and they pretend to be robot they pretend to be robot zombies under the magical power of his typewriter and they're like we're coming for you and then mrs jack 
hears them and comes stomping towards them. And Mrs. Just, Mrs. Jack is described as a big fat woman with platinum hair and dangling earrings with a face as red as her lipstick. Rob, there's a lot of red ears and red hair and red faces in this book. I miss Mrs. Carter. Mrs. Jack is like shutting it down. She said, this isn't a clubhouse. And Annie and Emmy and Adam run off. And Zachy finishes shopping and... He's sick of all their teasing, and on the way home, he's so sick of it that he out loud is chanting to himself, sick, 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 chanting sick, sick, chicken, chicken. And he goes to his room, and he's so angry, he's like, I'm going to write a story about the, a blob monster terrorizing the whole town, swallowing policemen whole. I'm just so angry. I'm going to write a blob monster story. And then his mom pops in and says, where's my bread? Bitch forgot my bread. And he was like, oh, I forgot about the bread. She says, well, you got to go back to the meat store and go to Jack's and get some bread. Bitch stole my look. And he's like, all right. On his way, he's riding his bike. And on his way back to the meat market, he sees a businessman racing past him on foot. His tire, his his tie flapping in the wind. And a car screeching past him, honking and waving. And he's like, gosh, people seem really crazy today. What's going on? I'm so confused. And he, when he makes it, he's getting towards the store. He sees people screaming and running and children crying. And he's like, what is happening? What is it? And then he sees it. An enormous pink blob monster on the corner, just even, like he tied. Even with that purple knot of veins tied on its head. Ew, I hate that. There's also, I think, 12 pages left of the book. A woman runs by and screams, run, it's a horrible monster. And he sees the blob monster and he's so mesmerized. And he was like, I wrote this. I created you. And like has to walk towards it because he's like, I have the power. And the blob like bounces towards him a little. And it wraps him up in its hot and sticky purple shovel tongue. And it's that thing where it's like, you know, like a building's falling and like a little kid just stares at the building falling on top of him. And Spider-Man has to like sweep through and catch the kid and like keep him away from the building falling because the kid just fucking stared at the building and wouldn't just move. And it's like that thing right now where it's like he's just staring at his blob creation, but he can't move even though the tongue is sucking him in. And he's saved. The Spider-Man in this case is are, is two policemen with nightsticks pounding it and making soft plops as they pound the blob. <laughs> and Zacky manages to get away, but the blob eats the two men, just like he wrote. He eats the policemen. And he locks eyes with the blob as it's, like, digesting the policemen. And he's like, oh, my gosh, the, the story's coming true. What did I write next? He's like, oh, yeah, I wrote that the blob monster follows me home. Oh. And the blob monster starts following him, and it, and Arlstein points out it, flop, it plops wetly toward him. And I, I, I sometimes have trouble imagining monster blood, like, moving and bouncing and and even this blob, I'm like, how does this blob move? It just, like, bounces I like a know. ball. I'm also really confused how big this blob is exactly and how it kind of works. Is it a thing like monster blood where it can just, like, seep in and flop around? Or is it, like, just one big giant blob that moves as a whole? I don't get it. I think it's the latter, but I'm not really sure. Well... So Zacky hops on his bike and is, you know, trying pedaling away, and the blob bounces rapidly on the sidewalk, following him. And he's like, "What comes next in the story? What comes?" He's like, "Oh yeah, that's right. I fall off my bike, and then he falls off his bike." And the monster continues to plop quickly towards him when he gets up and sees that right in front of him are Alex and Adam. And Adam's, like, not buying it. Adam's, like, the perpetual, like, too cool for school. And so he sees this literal giant blob, like, stomping down the street. And he's like, that's not real. I bet, what is it, a trick? It's just, like, a big balloon. And then the blob monster swallows Adam whole. And Alex is like, oh, my gosh, is this what you wrote, Zach? He's like, yes. And she's like, what's next? What's next? He says, I don't know. This is where I stopped writing. So Alex and Zachy run faster than they've ever run in their lives to his house. They race to the typewriter as the blob, like, chases them into the house, thumps against the door, and crashes it down. And, like, Zachy's, like, running to his room and typing furiously. But what I don't understand is this might be about the size of the blob. The oh, blob, you're right. I get The I blob get squishes its way down the hallway and then bounces into Zachy's room. So it's, like, he can just fit through, like, a door. Like, how big like is this? It can, I don't know. I thought it was, like, the size of a garage. Like, that doesn't make no sense. I'm not sure, but Zachy's typing, but the keys jam. And Alex kind of, like, backs up against the wall as the blob's tongue, like, flops around and reaches for Zachy, reaches for Zachy. No, reaches for the typewriter. Wraps his tongue around the typewriter, and Zachy tries to stop it, grabbing the—I I like this. He, he tries to grab the tongue, and he points out that the tongue is burning hot. 
and that and the sticky the blob yanks the typewriter into its mouth. Oh, wow. And they're like, well, don't know what we're going to do now. They both back up against the wall. And then as the blob just kind of like waits as the typewriter digests, he just sits there and stares at them, basically. But then, so, like, you guys, not all is lost because then Zaki remembers that, like, the typewriter may be gone, but he still has that fountain pen that Beyonce gave him. So he, like, tries to find the pen in the desk drawer and is like, I can write with a pen and maybe it'll have the same magic. And he starts to write on a piece of paper and he writes one word, the, when the tongue slaps his face and pulls the pen away and eats the pen. Oh, no. What are we going to what are we going to do? But then Zachy has one more idea. You guys, it's a crazy idea. But it might work. It just might work. What if the power had been inside him the whole time? Maybe the shock at the store did it. When he got slipped the shocker, he's had the power ever since. And now he knows how he can stop the monster, Daniel. All he has to do is he has to think the monster away. The monster away. And if he can just think that the monster's gone, maybe the monster will disappear. And while he's thinking all of this, he, the blob monster picks Alec, Alex up in the air with its tongue and pulls it pulls her toward its mouth no please and Zaki closes his eyes and thinks really hard the monster's gone the monster's gone the monster's gone and when he opens his eyes the monster is gone and just Alex is standing there oh thank god and then he thinks alright Adam is back and then Adam appears and Zaki screams he's like I have the power I have the power and Adam's like what and Zaki says you wouldn't understand then Alex laugh and they all start laughing and this is the exact line all three of us stood there laughing 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 happily ever after <laughs> and now I'm going and to now do this Daniel's gonna read the batshit final chapter of this book so this is the first chapter of the book. I used to believe in monsters, Alex said. She pushed her glasses up on her nose. Her nose twitched. With her pink face and round cheeks, she looked like a tall blonde Benny rabbit. <laughs> and this is the last chapter of this book. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. Well, did you like my story? The pink blob monster neatened the pages he had just read and set them down on the desk. He turned to his friend, a green-skinned blob monster. Did you just write that, the green monster asked. The pink blob monster gurgled with pride. Yes, did you enjoy it? I did, his friend replied. Thank you for reading it to me. It's very exciting. Very well written. What do you call it? I call it Attack of the Humans, the blob monster replied. Did you really like it? Yes. Those humans are really gross, his friend replied. Do you know my favorite part? What part? When the blob monster ate Adam, that was really fun, the green creature declared. But I have just one problem with your story. The pink blob monster bobbed up and down. The veins on top of his head turned a darker purple. A problem with my story? What is it? Well, his green friend replied, why did you give it such an unhappy ending? I hated it. I hated it when the human shut his eyes and the blob monster disappeared. That was so sad. Do you think so? The pink monster asked. Gazing down thoughtfully at the pages he had written, yes, his friend replied, you should have a happy ending instead. Everyone likes a happy ending. The pink blob monster picked up his story. Okay, you're right. I'll change the ending. I'll have the blob monster eat them all. Great. I love it, his friend declared. Now, that's a great ending. I mean, what? So that's the end of the blob that ate two policemen and Adam. Isn't that the kookiest, weirdest ending? Can you look in the inside cover of that book right now and tell me what grade I gave it when I was 16? A D plus. <laughs> what do you give it now? Probably the same. A C minus or a D plus, I think. Oh, wow. I was really shocked. I, it, I was caught in a wall of blue flame when I was reading this book because I didn't really realize how long it takes to get to the blob and how the blob monster doesn't eat everyone. It just swallows three people, and that's, like, literally it. So I feel like I've been hoodwinked by this title because that's not what happens. I also didn't remember that totally bonkers last chapter. I actually didn't remember it either. When I got there, I let out a low groan when I read it. Oof. Well, is it similar to the groans? 
things we let out when we were watching the television episode just 45 minutes ago. Oh, man. So, you guys, this uh, television episode was season two, episode 23. Do you know, when we did the all-night Goosebumps marathon here in Los Angeles at the Silent Movie Theater to celebrate the movie coming out, and we went to that theater, and they just played random episodes of Goosebumps all night as a Goosebumps sleepover where there were literally beds in the theater and people were encouraged to wear pajamas, and it was an all-night marathon of random episodes. We didn't know which ones were coming. Wasn't this the last episode that was played? I don't remember if it was... I don't remember if it was the last one, but I... I think it was, because I remember feeling very sleepy at that point, and I think I fell asleep, and then I woke up at the very end of the episode. And I remember, out of all the episodes that played at the sleepover, this is the one I was least excited about. Yeah. And even watching this one today, I realized, I think I've maybe only seen this episode once. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. I've definitely seen it more than once. I've seen it a, a good amount of times. I will say it actually is pretty close to the book. You know, it it, it honestly is. I feel like it does uh, some. There's some weird casting choices. Yeah. But ultimately, I don't know. It's pretty close. It's pretty close to the book. Now, this episode aired on July nineteenth, nineteen ninety seven. This was wow. So that's like. Two months, two months after the book came out. Yeah, very quickly, which must have been very satisfying at the time, I'm sure. Yeah. So let's talk about this TV episode. So it opens with, we have Zaki and Alex. Alex is like a too excited to be on camera actress who isn't really very good um, with like crayon red kind of hair and is always wearing Scooby overalls. And then you have your kind of like pudgy, everyman, nothing, doesn't matter kid playing Zaki. The acting is like pretty piss poor, but it doesn't really matter. The first thing I'll point out is that they, um, the major difference between the book and the TV episode is that the TV episode takes place in a, in a not ranch style house. Yep, that's the major difference. Um, it starts off with Zachy and Alex. They're cleaning out the basement, and they're like, oh, I hate cleaning out the basement. And then they, while they're in someone's basement, they see a box that says, Top Secret Science Project, Beware. Ooh, are you scared yet? And they open up this box, and it's full of worms. So like in the book, we still have worms, and this worms on the brain. Um, and they're like, what's this box of worms doing here? And as they're, like, sifting through the worms, a, like, a big, floppy, veiny, purple dick pops out and attacks Zacky and Alex. And they scream. And it turns out it's just a story that Zach- They never say Zacky in this episode, do they? They don't, but we're going to call him Zacky. And Zachy's like reading the story on the front steps of the school, I guess. And he says, I call it the adventure of the blob monster. And I was like, really, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> and Alex is like all up on Zachy's dick. She's like all about it. And she like worships him and is so clearly in love with him. It's like trash. But then Adam. the kid, Adam is some of the strangest casting. I don't understand this He's casting. not a bad actor. He's just this tiny little kid. Who seems like maybe two or three years, at least two or three years younger than, than Zachy and Alex. Yeah, he seems like a tiny baby. I will say that when he throws shade the very beginning, the first time we see him on the school steps, and he's like, that's not scary, and then like runs away. He's wearing the coolest fucking outfit I've ever seen. He's wearing a backwards black beret, and his entire outfit is black and denim. And I think a lot of his dialogue is is um, was dubbed over. Maybe. It, and it, so then they're it like... It seems like it. He's like... it. It's... Uh, then like that weird dis- disconnected ADR kind of thing. Zachy and Alex are like walking home from school and they see just like a store that was like, you know, destroyed in some storm. Well, to be fair, it's not exactly a store. It's just like a cheap looking store front that they that they built out of like uh, spare, piles of plywood, spare wood. And and Alex says, oh, yeah, it was it, from the storm yesterday. There was, a you know, struck by lightning. And I was like. Was that is that what a store looks like when it's struck by lightning? Because it's absolutely like it like it looks dusty and that people haven't been there in twenty years and it's like absolutely like shipwrecked. Do you know what happens when a store gets struck by lightning? The same thing that happens to everything else. So they decide to go in and very pretty quickly, like Zachy finds um, the typewriter or whatever. Um, and, and he gets zapped. He it's gets not- zapped when he touches it, which is different from the book. Zach, are you okay? Zach! What happened? Oh, you just got a shot. 
Yes, and it's also not quite as like dramatic as you know. There's not like a walk a walk of flame. Like like there's not like this like wall of blue crazy. It kind of is just like you know some like cheap Beetleborgsy special effects that kind of like zap. Did him. you just say Beetleborgs? I said Beetleborgsy. <laughs> For some reason, I want to try it and instead of saying the word um, b- bourgeoisie in in music by Madonna. I want to say Beetleborgs. Yes, do that next time you sing music by Madonna. So the woman, uh, Beyonce appears and... Beyonce appears and... Say hey, Miss Carter. She, like, doesn't seem that upset that her store is destroyed. She's kind of just, like, mildly amused by it and annoyed. And she's kind of like... I like her. Well, I do too, but I guess, but there's just, it's like a stakesless performance to me where it's like, she's kind of like, she's like, well, she's like, well, I guess you should take my typewriter. Cause as long as you promise you'll write a scary story, not like uh, what else am I going to do with it now that my life's over? Oh, well. And then just kind of like disappears into the darkness again. He likes writing scary stories. Certainly write a scary story about my store. I spent 10 years and all my life savings. Now this do I? How much? You might as well just take it. If you promise to write a really scary story. Excuse me? Go on, you can have it. At least somebody will get some good out of this. You mean it? Thank you. So, you know, Zachy, Zachy takes the typewriter. He's like working on a story when he gets home and he re- he says out loud. It's Well, it's in his head. It's voiceover. Oh, that's true. In his head. It says, reader beware, you're in for a scare. <laughs> nah. Nah. He sits down to type, and and just like the book, it pretty much goes pr- almost exactly like the book. Yeah, really. and Alex is there, and it's like, you know, the power goes out after they type it. The dad brings in some candles. The wind howls. They're alone in the house. They need to get more candles. Um, Alex shows, like, the, you know, Alex figures out what's going on, thinks she figures out what's going on. Um, so they, type to, they test the typewriter, and they have someone knock on the door, Um you know, and then they go to answer the door. No one's there. All that's there is just a shot of an apartment building across the street, a stock photo shot of an apartment building across the street. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, let's have Adam appear soaking wet. And so, like, you know, there's a knock at the door. They open the door after typing about this and Adam's standing there. And it's, like, supposed to be played for comedy that, like, Adam's, like, in his pajamas and he's holding a teddy bear and it's, like you know, standing out there and he kind of like, is like, Oh, Hey, I don't know how I got here. And like tries to like play off the fact that he's embarrassed. He's caught with a teddy bear because he's presumably been sleeping and he appeared there. Do you want to know why I have a problem with this? Why? Because, because when Alex and Zachy start right working on the story, it is afternoon Mm. at at best. It's afternoon. It gets dark because of the storm and they, I think the max that they've been working on this story is maybe 30 minutes, like 45, like not even that long. And it's like, why would he, why would, why would Adam have been sleeping? That's true. And now it's just like, I know it's now it's like the pitch dark middle of the night, but I think like the, the powers that be that are working this episode didn't think about that. I, I, I'm sure that they didn't. Did you stand on the front porch before you knocked? I guess. I was trying to remember why I came over. Zach made you come here. Excuse me? Everything you type out, it comes true. That's weird. No way I'm falling for a dumb old story like that. I don't know why we have to prove something to a kid in cowboy pajamas. <laughs> but we will. I can hardly wait. Anyway, you know, uh... Adam ends up writing the fresh meat line on the typewriter and they like hear a noise like coming from the basement or whatever. Ooh, are you scared yet? And I wrote, and it's the same noise that kind of is like present whenever the, um, the blob monster is around. And the only way I could describe it is a hiss, piss, sizzle noise. (laughs) It's like, I don't know how to describe it. But well, there's three steps to it. You hiss, you piss, and then you sizzle. Oh, that's I, I, it's true. I do. It's like a bend and a snap, but way more pissing. What was that? And they go to check out the basement, and it's a fla- it is also a flapping garden glove that they hear the sound. 
which I don't understand how a guard a flap a flopping wet garden glove is making a hiss piss sizzle noise. Well, I it's more than one glove. I th- it looks like a it looks like a collection of garden gloves that are flapping. Right, so that that explains. explains it. Not only are the the collection not only is the collection of garden gloves flapping wetly against the wall, but uh, Adam has stayed and has hidden hidden by the basement window and is the one flapping the gloves. Yeah, fresh meat. And walks away. He's like, <laughs> oh, fresh meat, fresh meat. <laughs> so the next day, Zachy, you know, types out his scary story that he's very excited about. And the story is about a blob eating everyone in a video store. Ooh, are you scared yet? And he's so excited about his award-winning new story that he calls his best friend Alex. And he's like, yo, I just wrote the scary story. It's amazing. It's about a blob that eats people in a video store. Then, like... Zachy's dad barges in the room and goes, hey, is that Alex? And Zachy's like, yeah, I'm on the phone with Alex. He's like, invite her over for dinner. And he's like, um, okay. And the dad quickly leaves. And he's like, hey, Alex, do you want to come over for dinner? And I was like, dad, why are you so obsessed with Alex? Is that Alex? Uh-huh. Hang on a sec. Ask her to come for dinner. Okay. And why don't you run out and rent a video for tonight? Yeah, the dad's like, oh, and pick up a video for tonight. So when we have date night with Alex. So... Uh, Zachy goes to the video store, runs into Adam, and with like two cronies who are not Emmy and Annie, but are just like two nameless, faceless kids. One's holding a skateboard. And he's so tiny and is the tiniest little kid. And he's his hair is like slicked back. And he kind of looks like a, I think he kind of looks like a gorgeous little girl with like a huge, with a huge like denim vest. And I was like, I just can't imagine being intimidated by that. I know, but he's like supposed to be really intimidating to like too big for his age, actually, Zachy. And he kind of like bumps into him and then like floats and skates away like a beautiful little Millie Bobby Brown. There's like a moment, and I think it's actually earlier in the episode now, but there's a moment where it's a really bad, dated, weird joke where that Zachy's like, yeah, you're so funny. Yeah, you're so funny. You should be, you're so funny Adam, you should be on stage. The one that leaves at noon. I don't get it. I think it's like referring to like a train station. And it's like, oh, like, you know, when you're like platform nine and three quarters, it said they're calling it a stage. And the, tr- the train leaves at noon. So make sure you're by the train by noon. Fresh me. <laughs> Beware the blob monster. Beware Zach's power. Yeah, real funny, Adam. You should be on stage. You really think so? Yeah, the one that leaves at noon. I don't I don't understand that. I, I don't I don't know what that is. And um and so now we're eighteen minutes into this episode of the blob that ate everyone and we're about to finally be introduced to the blob monster. And so, yes. so, so while Zachy's like, you know, sifting through videos and getting bullied by tiny beautiful little girls, um or I'm sorry, just a girl. Um uh, you know, people start screaming and stunt people start flipping over, you know, video racks and knocking videos over next thing you know Zachy's the only one left in the video store and we see like a long veiny you know purple tongue connected to like this yellow rubber blob that's on the corner yes. sitting on the ground i described it i i my notes it looks I'd, like egg monsters from mars all shoved together yes i said it's yellow with hints of pink and is like a sick rubber with floppy, soft teeth covered with light, sticky slime and looks like dried, scrambled eggs. But it also looks like it's like kind of like a, f- like a rubberish foam blanket that some man is underneath that yeah, just like walks sure around. It. I will at least give them snaps for having practical special effects. You know what I mean? And like actual blob monster that they've made as opposed to like crappy CGI or whatever it is. Yes. And so, you know... It's just Zacky and his blob monster. But then, like, Adam comes back out of nowhere and he goes, Greg Gag, what is that? And he, like, I thought for, sh- I honestly thought for a second he said, Hey, you're gay. No. And um, he says, Great gag. And then the blob monster eats Adam and they show it all the way through to him. Like, it's not like off camera either. It's like you, you watch this monster eat Adam, chew him up, and swallow him whole. Hey, Zach, you're gay. It's not a joke, Adam. Run. Come on. What is it? Some kind of balloon? It's a real monster. Radio controlled. Cool. That's wicked. Cool. Adam, no, it's for real. Come on, get out of here. Hmm. 
I mean, with really like, what it is is a guy, like, inside the suit, like, flop the soft mouth over. With, like, rubbery Adam and pull him in crayon him. yellow teeth that are, like, f- softly flopping against him. But can you at least let me enjoy this moment, Daniel? This is the high point of the entire episode for me. That's great. And so, like, you know, Zacky, like, runs home and, like, the blob, like, breaks into his house and he's with Alex now all of a sudden. Ooh, are you scared yet? One, one, one thing I think is interesting about this practical blob is the blob, like, breaks down the door and we see the blob, the full blob, like, flop into the room, uh, like, push the door down. And for a blob, like, the edges, this is so specific, but the edges of the blob are sort of, like, ragged and, like, triangular and I'm like, it's so not a blob to me. Is it supposed to be the blob in the Goosebumps movie? Well, if you remember, technically the blob in the Goosebumps movie, it was supposed to be monster blood. But I don't know why they asked us to change that. I really don't like either. Some fucking it's, stupid ass jelly. It's like, if we're going to, like, the blob, you guys have heard now the description of the blob from the blob that ate everyone. And it is absolutely nothing like the blob that is in the Goosebumps movie. No. Not even close. It's not It's not the blob from the Goosebumps movie at all. No. That movie is crap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sloppy Halloween. Um, so, um, you know, Alex and Zach, Zachy are like screaming or something because the blob monster is going to eat them. It- eats the typewriter and this all happens there's no pen this all happens so quickly you guys but it's pretty much exactly what happens in the book where you know the blob monster is about to eat them And then, like, Zacky discovers, he's like, it's me. All I have to do is think. It's me. And some, like, terrible blue energy Beetleborgsy special effects wrap around his head. And all of a sudden, like, the blob monster shrinks down and disappears because he's thinking him away. And Adam, like, appears in the blob's place. And, and Zacky screams, I have the power. And, and Adam says, what power? And then a- Alex and Zacky goes, you wouldn't understand. And they burst into sharp, aggressive laughter. And the episode's over. I do! I have the power! What power? Forget it. You wouldn't understand. (laughs) So it's that cheesy, ridiculous ending of the second to last chapter, and that's how it ends. I was so shocked, and it ends so abruptly, and Mila goes into credits, I started laughing because it's so... It's so cartoony, and, like, all the action in this episode, for me, happens in, like, the last, like, two or three minutes. Yes, it's true. It's not a, um, it's not one that I'll need to watch again in the near future. I'm also still butthurt that the Bob didn't eat everyone. It just ate, in the TV episode, just ate Adam. I know, but it's a kid's show. I can't eat everyone. But that's the title of the book. That's the title of the episode, The Blob That Ate Everyone. Do you think it should have been called something about a typewriter instead? Probably not. I understand why. What if the book was like, what if the cover was about a typewriter and the cover of the book was like a typewriter that had like a ghost screaming out of it? Oh, wow. And it was called like, be careful what you write or, or... What if it's called Reader Beware You're in for a Scare? Or like Writer Beware You're in for a Scare. Or scary endings or I I don't know. I don't know. I wonder you I wonder if you might think about this book differently if that were the I case. I think I would for sure. And I think Arlstein chose this title because, you know, he was born in a white picket fence in the fifties in um Ohio. That's just like my narrative that I've made up playing baseball. And this is like reminiscent of like sci-fi B horror movies, like the blob that ate everyone. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's um, I, I kind of, uh, I some sometimes I wish it were more like the the killer typewriter type idea yeah. with a, a spooky typewriter cover. But I actually kind part of me kind of likes that it's like it's the blob, it's the blob, but the blob only has a very small part in it. Yeah, I think it's kind of funny. Kind of like the abominable snowman in Pasadena. The snowman itself is not in it very much. It's kind of true, yeah. This definitely has like different pieces of uh, different, you know, different Goosebumps books. If we, we do like, it's a little like how to kill a monster, little monster blood sort of like feeling with certain things. Yeah. Well, Daniel, we have seven books left for the Don't original Goosebumps series. Cry. But we, out of these seven books left. Two out of those seven are two of my favorite Goosebumps books of the entire series. And one of them is next. Oh, I was going to reveal it as a big secret, but I guess the cat's out of the bag. (laughs) 
great gag, Daniel. That's right. Probably my top, oof, it's like top, it's definitely top five, maybe top four, and I don't know, on a nasty day, maybe even top three Goosebumps books the entire series. Oh my gosh, get nasty. I'm talking about The Curse of Camp Cold Lake, you it's guys. It's definitely one of the best covers. Are like you guys ready to go to camp? Down. Ooh, it's going to be so good. I have been looking forward to rereading this book and talking about The Curse of Camp Cold Lake as whenever we started this podcast four years ago. And it's the perfect way to kick off summer, no matter what time of year it is. You know, I'm so hungry. I think I need to go eat everyone. Oh, you're just gonna eat Adam. Oh, that's true. And maybe two policemen for dessert. But I'll write a scary story about it. And I'll make you listen to it. Okay, Alex? All right. Thank you guys so much for listening and joining us. Um, giggling and screeching and tickling and low moaning and falling, landing on our elbows and knees. Um about goosebumps um if you want to follow us on social meds um my instagram is matthew underscore scott underscore montgomery and my twitter is irobot it's a buffy episode my uh, instagram is daniel x montgomery my twitter is daniel montgomery say hi or you can i don't know email us and say hello uh, welcome to deadcast at gmail.com we love the emails and love going we through we love that. the emails thank you for those of you that have been reaching out yeah and um, we love to connect with you so join us next time if, if you're you Beyonce Ooh, are you scared yet <laughs>